Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos. I'm Tracy Canella, and I'm here to help you learn all about chaos, how it can show up in your life, and how you can learn to manage it. You may be wondering who I am and what I know about chaos. Well, I'm a licensed mental health counselor with over 16 years of experience counseling people who struggle with some really difficult situations. And I've had even more experience successfully managing my own chaotic life. So the purpose of this podcast is not to tell you what you should and shouldn't do to calm the chaos in your life. Rather, this podcast will offer you a new way of looking at and managing chaos through my own personal stories. I'll also offer you some tips, tools, and techniques I've learned from my education, training, and experience as a counselor, and as someone who has learned how to move through chaos and toward a peaceful, more enjoyable life. As you listen to this podcast, just know that although I am a licensed mental health counselor, this podcast is not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. If you're really struggling with something and you don't have a counselor, I strongly recommend that you find a licensed counselor in your area. You can do this by calling your local crisis line or by going to www.psychologytoday.com and doing a search for counselors in your area. That being said, now let the chaos begin. This episode of Calming the Chaos is called Black Friday Blues. In this episode, we'll be talking about the holidays and about how chaotic the holiday season can be, how it can be the same, only different from the chaos that is going on in the world today. I'll also give you an example about how holiday chaos can start on Thanksgiving, on Black Friday, and beyond that into Cyber Monday. I'll also talk about how the energy changes during this time of year. And I'll tell you a couple of short stories about how I've experienced holiday chaos on Black Fridays. That's why I'm calling this podcast The Black Friday Blues. I'll tell you two stories, one of a Black Friday past and one of a Black Friday present. I'll then give you some tips and tools so that you can handle holiday chaos in the future. So let's start with this thought. What says chaos more than the holiday season? When I first consider that question, my answer is nothing. But then when I honestly take some time to think about it, I have to shake my head. No. Of course there's more chaos than what the holiday season offers this time of year. Some of the chaos happens in the United States where I live, and lots of it happens in other countries. In fact, just the other day I was looking at the news and saw so many examples of where chaos was happening and where people's safety was in question. I saw death, political unease, natural disasters that prevented people from traveling home after Thanksgiving, and a stabbing on the London Bridge. It was just too much for my mind to hold. And plus, there was just nothing I could do about it. Chaos was just happening, and I'm sitting in my warm house, embraced by my loving cats 
and just listening to the news that I'm privileged to have piped right on through my smartphone, right through YouTube. In the end, I just had to turn off the news. I may have cried a little because there was really nothing I could do to help. I just had to turn it all off. Or could I? The truth is, it's easier to turn off the news than it is to turn off your mind. And so, even after the news wasn't blasting in my ears, my mind was continuing to go about the chaos that was going on in the world. And then, especially this time of year, there's more chaos. In fact, I can actually feel the energy of chaos increase in the world during the holiday season. I know that's not what it's intended to do, but that's what happens. All I have to do is drive to work or to take a simple trip to the post office or grocery store, and I can just feel the hustle and bustle of the holiday season packed right on top of all the normal chaos that is in the world today. My natural urge is to turn off from all of the stimuli that is going on in the world and from the holiday season. From the news and from the barrage of emails I get offering Black Friday deals, and from television commercials reminding me that I have to buy gifts for my loved ones, and into the plans that I have to make, things I have to buy and foods I have to cook, I just think, bah humbug. Perhaps I'm more of a Scrooge or a Grinch than I thought I was, which of course makes me feel horrible about myself as a human, right? And then I think, shouldn't I just be enjoying this season? That's the idea, right? I shouldn't be turning my mind off when this is supposed to be a time of enjoyment for me, right? Anyway, with all these thoughts in mind, I decided not to turn my mind off but instead to turn my mind around. This is a skill based in dialectical behavioral therapy, and it's called acting opposite to your emotional urge. Simply put, my emotional urge was to avoid anything having to do with the chaos of the world, and also to avoid the holiday chaos that was occurring during this time of year. The way I decided to act opposite to my emotional urge was to participate and not to avoid the chaos that I've always known as the Black Friday Blues. And the reason I call it the Black Friday Blues is because I really haven't had a lot of good experiences going out on Black Fridays. Rising at oh dark 30 and fighting for items I probably wouldn't get anyway. Again, bah humbug. But I was willing to go forth this year and give it a try again, just to see if things had changed. And so, I'll tell you two stories. One, of Black Friday past, and the other, of Black Friday present. Black Friday past. I remember one particular year in the past, where my husband and I decided that we wanted to go out Black Friday shopping. Now, this was way before Amazon was around and there was no online shopping at all. We'd never actually gone out on Black Friday shopping, but we'd always heard of people standing out, freezing cold in front of some electronic store and people fighting for items, even on Thanksgiving. 
just to make sure that they got those Black Friday deals on computers, televisions, toys, other technology, or home goods. And so when we went out, we planned. Because back then, you had to have a plan for Black Friday, right? So on that Thanksgiving, we got a newspaper. And we paid $2 for it, which was a lot of money back then. And after our Thanksgiving meal, we poured through the ads, we made a list of items we wanted to buy, and we noted which stores they were at. And then we decided we wanted to divide and conquer. My husband would take two stores, and I would take another two stores. And that's the way it needed to be done if you wanted to get what you wanted back then. One of the things that's really hard about Black Friday is that you have to get up really early in the morning. And I guess Thanksgiving is an advantage in this way because it really wasn't hard to go to sleep on Thanksgiving night with our bellies filled with turkey. We got up at 3 a.m. the next morning and we were prepared to do battle with others who wanted the same things that we did. And we divided and we conquered. Or so we thought. My husband was set on a Blu-ray machine, which, back then, was a top-of-the-line piece of equipment. He had discovered that there was a $99.99 Blu-ray player only on Black Friday. And his first Blu-ray movie, which he really wanted, was Star Trek was also on sale, but at a different store. He started with the Blu-ray, and he chose a store that he thought would be less crowded than any of the other bigger stores. Fred Meyer. He arrived at Fred Meyer at about 3.30 in the morning, and since this was his first rodeo, and because he really had no idea about how many people were going to be there, he planned to go to the second store, which was Best Buy, and pick up the movie Star Trek after he had purchased the Blu-ray. This was his Black Friday Blues plan. Well, I remember that morning too. It was extremely cold, and I was cranky because my hair looked like it had been stuck in a light socket, and I had a hole in my sock that wouldn't quit bugging me through my boots. I had two items in mind. A projector at Radio Shack that was under $10, and some warm flannel sheets at Sears. To divide and conquer on Black Friday, my husband and I took separate cars. And when the doors to Fred Meyer opened, my husband made a direct line to the Blu-ray players. He had no problem securing it and was quite shocked that nobody else seemed to be going after the rest of the Blu-ray players. He thought, did they not know what a great deal this was? And he also thought, maybe I'm being tricked into purchasing this lame product. He also thought, if nobody else is in line to buy a Blu-ray player, then what are they in line for? In the meantime, I waited in the middle of a long line outside of a radio shack to buy a projector. And when I got in... I immediately found it. I noticed its smallness, and I told the person at the counter, it's so small. This sales clerk was a genius and was busy doing a 
about a thousand things at one time. But he responded to me. He said, well, that's the one on sale. And so I bought it for under $10. But I really didn't feel good about the purchase. It just wasn't what I wanted. I felt like I needed something bigger to do what I needed to do with it, which was to really help me in my counseling practice to do presentations and help increase awareness about eating disorders. Anyway, by the time I had purchased my projector at Radio Shack, my husband was on his way to his second stop at Best Buy. He knew his luck would not be the same at Best Buy as it was with Fred Meyer, but he was a good sport and so he went anyway. And when he arrived, his suspicions were verified. The checkout line at Best Buy was wrapped entirely throughout the inside of the store. Remember the scene in the movie A Christmas Story when Ralphie was going to see Santa Claus? That's what this line seemed like to my husband. But he grabbed a Star Trek movie and he waited an hour in line, determined to redeem his Black Friday efforts by coming home with his movie. While my husband was waiting in line at Best Buy, I zipped over to Sears to get my beloved flannel sheets. I went to where they sold the sheets in the store and I saw the signs for the sheet with the sale price of $15 for a king set. But there was nothing left. No sheets at all. All I saw was an empty shelf. I looked around. Maybe I had missed a display or perhaps there was another shelf full of sheets. I sort of went into shock, frozen, and then found myself wishing that a fresh set of sheets would just magically appear before me so that I could buy them. I stood there for quite a while until a kind woman put her hand on my shoulder and said, They're all gone. I didn't look at her, but I breathed out, and I left the store without the sheets. Meanwhile, as my husband was still waiting in line at Best Buy, he observed the different items people were buying and why they were out so early on Black Friday just to get these things. Some of them were spending an extravagant amount of money, while others, like him, were just spending under $50 for various items. Either way, one thing became abundantly clear to him that morning. He said, If I'm ever to do this again, it's going to have to be something I really need, or something of tremendous value. He did get his Blu-ray, and he did get his movie. And I did not have my sheets and I ended up with a lousy projector. One of the things that we could have done in Christmas past to make things easier was just for me to radically accept the fact that I did not get the projector that I wanted, and I did not get any sheets. Radical acceptance is a skill that is very hard to use. It is knowing what you really want and not liking but accepting the outcome. It's kind of like quicksand. Not struggling against it is going to make it easier. Accepting doesn't necessarily mean that you like what's going on, but struggling against it just makes it worse. So I could have just not struggled against it. And I could have just accepted that I got a projector I didn't want and I didn't get my sheets.
I also believe that I did use a skill and that is treating my shock. I was frozen. Somebody touched me and that helped me to regain my sense of reality. Now, I didn't use a skill by myself, but the skill actually happened because somebody touched my arm. Treating your own shock, flight, fight, or freeze is so important when you are dealing with chaos. And there is mind traffic, like all the things that go on in your mind, so many things, and you can control your mind and the traffic that goes on in your mind by using a simple skill, which I will talk to you about later. So now we go to Black Friday present. This year, my husband and I, we just decided to go out on Black Friday. We were probably wanting to know how much chaos was going on in the world. We did do the same thing that we have always done on Black Fridays. We bought a newspaper on Thanksgiving, but now it cost $5. We also made a plan, but it was different from in years past. We decided that we would go in one car and we would go together. We would just observe what we saw, be grateful for what we received, and learn from what we lost. Even with this in mind, we both felt that the holiday chaos was just coming on. As we were driving to our first store, we felt a little bit nervous. In fact, we felt nervous even before Thanksgiving and all of the Black Friday chaos. We kept getting emails constantly barraged with them. Stores were encouraging us to interrupt our Thanksgiving so that we can buy into their holiday deals. We continued to get these emails and we were both perplexed. First off, where did any of these people get our email addresses? And then how did they know that we might want to even go out on Thanksgiving to buy their holiday deals? We were both very upset about all of the emails that we got. In fact, I think my husband admitted saying that he deleted at least 10 emails a day from people who wanted him to go to their Black Friday sales or to do their Cyber Monday sales. I admit, I became a little bit paranoid about all these emails coming to me. Okay, maybe a lot paranoid, like Again, where did they get my email address? And why were they advertising these amazing deals on products that they knew I wanted? What was that about? Were they spying on me? And then, just to make matters worse, during the week prior to Thanksgiving, I just happened to notice my husband looking at emails. One of the emails he was looking at was from someone named Joanne. At first, I thought it was one of his ex-co-workers just emailing to check in to see what's up. But then I noticed these emails from her coming to him every day. He was looking at them every day. So I got even more paranoid and then finally confronted him. Who is this Joanne? I demanded of him, pointing at his phone. He looked like a caged animal. And then I suddenly knew he was having some sort of sordid, emotional affair. I just knew it. And then he showed me his phone. 
and what I saw confirmed my suspicions. My husband was having an emotional affair with Joanne. Fabrics. The emotional part of the affair was that he was angry. He told me, that little vixen emails me every day and I don't even care about yarn or crafts or any of that stuff. It was the funniest thing I'd heard all day and I just laughed and laughed. Thank goodness he wasn't actually really having an emotional affair. Anyway, on the day of Black Friday, my husband and I did not get out to the stores until about 8 o'clock in the morning. But what we saw amazed us. Target was our first store, and it was organized. People were moving around slowly, and they were polite. Some were even smiling. And I remember that the children were really well-behaved. The staff was cheerful. And yet, we once again found ourselves staring at a bare space that would have contained a frying griddle we wanted, hoping it would just magically appear. And it didn't. But... I did get a really cool vacuum for my office, and we did get some unscented candles. We had several more stops that day, and each were filled with very low energy, slow-moving people, smiles from customer service people, and even jokes from shoppers. There was just no tension in the air. Not at all. So what had changed? Well, We didn't have to use a whole lot of skills to cope with this, but here's what we did use. One, I had to act opposite to my emotional urge of fear to avoid shopping. Instead, I just viewed it as an adventure. And I had it in my mind to just observe what we saw and be grateful for what I received and to learn from anything I'd lost. The other skill that we learned was to be mindful of hunger, which set in about 10 a.m. when we decided to call it quits and have breakfast. So now that you've heard about Black Friday blues, past and present, here are some predictions that we have for the future. One, it seems to us that the chaos is starting sooner because of the fact that emails come out before anything ever happens holiday-wise. And these emails are encouraging you to interrupt your Thanksgiving to come out and get deals instead of spending time with your family. And two, the chaos has shifted. Because of online ordering through Amazon and other methods, there are fewer people in stores which makes the shopping experience less chaotic in the stores, but more chaotic online and for the postal service. So here are some things that you might be able to keep in mind during this holiday season that is shifting and changing in chaos. Be mindful of the emails that you receive. It is so easy, just like the regular mail, to just get enveloped in all of the emails. With each email, Consider whether it's really one you want to keep or whether it's one you want to delete. And don't spend too much time with this or else you'll go down that big old rabbit hole and not ever come out or spend a lot of extra time just trying to decide. Do it quickly. Figure it out. Delete and go on.
The other thing is, is that do you really want to go shopping on Thanksgiving or do you want to spend time with your family? Some people would really rather interrupt a Thanksgiving and get a good deal on some sort of a product. That's totally fine. But just be clear about what your values are in that area before Thanksgiving. If you would rather just spend Thanksgiving with family and friends and not have that good deal, then great. And if you want to go out on Thanksgiving, get that good deal, maybe you could make it a family thing. Maybe you could have fun on Thanksgiving doing something different. Another thing you might want to do is just be aware that the chaos is shifting to those who work at places like Amazon, UPS, FedEx, and all those warehouses that are trying to supply people with the things that they want on this holiday season. Be aware of that. Thank them for that. I'm not sure what a way is to thank them for that, but just consider how you might support the people who are bringing things to your home and who are actually making it possible for you to receive the things that you really want to receive in this holiday season. It's my sincere wish to you that this holiday season become great. And one skill I'd like to end with is just the self-fulfilling prophecy. If you say it's going to be bad, it probably will be. So tell yourself you're going to have a good holiday season, and it's probably going to be true. And I really wish that for you. Thanks for listening, and take care. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. I hope that the information in today's podcast gave you some simple tips and tools and some valuable resources that will help you recognize and move through chaos and into a calmer and more peaceful life. If you like this podcast and found it helpful, please consider subscribing to it and share it with your friends. You can also check out my website at www.lokahicounseling.com. That is L-O-K-A-H-I-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G.com. On my website, you can get more information about me and a link to a CD I created that can help you learn a process to quiet your mind. You can also visit my open Facebook group called Calming the Chaos for the latest updates on my podcast and for more resources and insights. I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.